Blog Talk Radio. Hey, this is Dan Marino. Hi, this is Larry Zonka. Hi, I'm Zach Thomas of the Miami Dolphins. This is Mark Super Duper. I'm John Offred All. This is Paul Warfield. Hi, this is Nick Bonacani. This is Jake Scott. Gary Premian. Dick Anderson. Larry Little. Mercury Morris. Tom Vigorito. This is Don Strauss. Don Nottingham. Hey, this is A.J. Dewey. Otto Stowe. Mike Colon. Doug Kruzan from the 1972 undefeated Miami Dolphins. This is Marlon the Magician Briscoe. This is Mark Ingram. I'm Jim Crash Jensen. This is Don Shula, and I listen to the Pat Catello Show. It's the Miami Dolphins Legend Show with Pat Catello. <laughs> Join us now as we talk Dolphins football or call in live with your questions or comments. And now, here's your host, Pat Catello. All right, welcome to another edition of the Miami Dolphins Legend Show. I'm your host, Pat Catello, and I will be joined alongside Rich Van Zandt shortly as Super Bowl 54 is now officially in the books. And, uh, you know, we went into this game, I guess, with a lot of question marks, and really wasn't going to be a major surprise either way, but uh, Kansas City Chiefs back on top of the football world after uh, a long hiatus, you could say, 50-plus. Uh, so um, 31-20 final score. Patrick Mahomes named the Super Bowl MVP. Uh, bit of a, you know, I don't want to say a lackluster game, but, you know, nothing really extraordinary. Um you know, the good thing about this game is, or, or I don't know, I say good, but, you know, the, the thing that will be remembered is Andy Reid finally gets his Super Bowl. Uh, Long-awaited and certainly uh, deserved it. Um, he was the winningest coach without it up until this point. And so, you know, yeah, you have to feel pretty good for him. Uh, you know, Kyle Shanahan... Uh, very reminiscent of what happened in the New England Super Bowl versus the Falcons, where he was the offensive coordinator. Of course, not as striking, but uh, nonetheless, you had a 10-point lead going into the fourth quarter that was, you know, basically uh, blown. And uh, and he's been getting a lot of criticism because of it. Um there was certainly uh, areas that you could criticize him. Um, but, you know, I the, the San Francisco offense just basically became in-depth. Uh, it, it just was one of those situations where, um, you know, they were a little too conservative. And, uh, I, I, you know, I basically watching the game, my feeling on it was, they just seemed a little bit timid. They weren't aggressive. And so, uh, you know, when uh, one striking thing that comes to mind is at the end of that second quarter, um, at the end of the second quarter, when uh, they didn't call a timeout. Now, there was almost – it was just under a two-minute warning. So uh, they would have had, I guess, a minute and 40-something seconds maybe on the clock had they chose to do the timeout, uh, but they didn't. And the strange part of it is that they let it 
come all the way down. Uh, they then had a punt, which went in the end zone, and they seemed very, very conservative in their plate calling after that. And then uh, they wind up getting a big play to uh, Kittle, uh, which was called back because of a pass interference. And, you know, he, he, his arm is fully extended. When you look at it in the still photo, you know, it looks glaring. Um, a lot of people complained about that. I don't know which way you go with that. I mean, you know, it, it is pass interference. Uh, you could say he didn't need to do it because he didn't. He had two steps. Um, but but he did. And so by doing that, uh, you know, that's called back and it basically goes to the half without any points being scored after that, um, which I thought was a little bit of a mistake. And the one thing that comes to mind uh, I think of is the Philly special. And the reason why I say that is because when you watch that game when Philadelphia played the Patriots, you know, they just were all out. And when they got into that position, and you remember Foles going to the sidelines and Peterson kind of contemplating, and Foles goes, uh, Philly special? And, and you looked at, yeah, let's do it. All right, Philly special. And they went out there. And it was like, you know, you, you, you just knew they were going all out. They were going for it. I didn't get that feeling with the San Francisco 49ers. I got the feeling that the San Francisco 49ers were playing a little bit scared. And when they had their lead, they were playing even more scared. They didn't seem aggressive, and that was just one example of that. When they didn't do anything at, uh, at halftime, um, before halftime, you know, you got the feeling. Now, a lot of people today are second-guessing the fact that, uh, you know, they, they didn't go for it on fourth down when they had a chance to settle for field goals. You know, that's all well and good, but, uh, you know, if if he didn't take the points and then you don't make it, people say you never leave points off the board, so that could go either way. I'm just saying from a basic standpoint, it seemed like the San Francisco 49ers got a little bit tight. Do I think the Kansas City Chiefs are the much better team? No, I don't. They'll go down as it. They're a Super Bowl champ. And when you look back at the history of the, you know, the, the league, the Super Bowl, uh, you know, that's really all that matters, and that's all that gets remembered. I mean, that's the bottom line. You know, uh, me and Rich uh, have talked many, many times, and, uh, you know, basically um, I, I, I guess what you would say is uh, – uh, that, you know, there's teams that, like the 84 Dolphins, would have easily beat, okay? And so, you know, you, you take that from where it comes. Uh, but uh, I don't know. I, I just think that when you, uh, you know, you, you, you look at that, yes, that, that could certainly be the case. But, um, you know, that's life. I mean, that's the way it is. You know, does anybody think that Marino and, and his Dolphins wouldn't have been able to beat a good five out of, you know, the, the last 20 teams easily. Uh, you know, I certainly do, but it's just the way it goes. And Jimmy Garoppolo, um, not really, uh, you know, uh, a sharp performance on his part, but it seemed like the, uh, it seemed like 
the situation was kind of felt the same way with the 49ers, and they didn't really have faith in him um, a lot of times. You know, he had that bad interception, and it seemed like they didn't have faith in him even before that half, like I was talking about. And by doing that, um, you know, that maybe cost them a little bit down the road, you know. Uh, so, you know, you can't have it both ways, you know. It was a strange event. It was strange, you know. Jimmy Garoppolo's there, and, and Tom Brady's in the building. Belichick's in the building. You know, uh, I was laughing with Rich and, and, and saying that, uh, you know, how how, how long, uh, you know, did Tom Brady last after kickoff before he was out of that building? There's not a doubt in my mind. He was nowhere near there when, they, uh, you know, when that game ended. I think he did his little ceremony, and uh, when that was over, Right into the tunnel and on his way to a, uh, you know, <laughs> on his way to uh, probably the nearest plane uh, that he had, you know. And, you know, it was just one of those kind of weird uh, events that took place in South Florida. Uh, I think that um, when you uh, – when you look back on everything that's gone on this year, and we're going to get into it as far as what Brady's going to do and, and uh, as far as, you know, where this all stands, I just think this is uh, a, a little bit strange how this kind of all came together. Belichick booed in Miami, um, you know, of course, with everything that's gone on and, and, and the uh, honoring of, of the 72 Dolphins and, and, and all that, you know. Uh, I think uh, I think there's a big part of history right now that's kind of come together, if you will. And it's going to be interesting to see what goes on in the future. You know, me and Rich have went back and forth on it. I still stand. I don't think Brady's going anywhere. Uh, there's reports that have come out that – that, you know, craft, uh, you know, $30 million and, and maybe extended deals they're willing to. And, of course, he throws, you know, throws in, but ultimately it's Bill Belichick's decision. Well, that's just basically, I think, uh, a reflection of what went on with the Jimmy Garoppolo thing. And so, uh, you know, I guess we'll see, um, you know, how this whole thing kind of falls, you know, in line to what that is. Uh, I talked about a little bit before, you know, um, the history that it served. Uh, Patrick Mahomes, Super Bowl MVP. I don't think he had a great game. I think he did what he had to do when he came back, and you got to give him certainly credit for that. He didn't go away. He, he hung tough. He had that big uh, rushing TD, and Damian Williams played a great game. It's so ironic to see how many ex-Dolphins were in in this whole playoff run, and, and even in the Super Bowl, both starting running backs wore Miami Dolphin uniforms not that long ago. So, you know, there's irony. There's irony throughout, and uh, I don't know. Um, you know, Patrick Mahomes now, the rest of his career, he will never have to face that pressure. He might be one of the great ones. He certainly got all the talent. We know that. But he'll never have to handle the pressure of winning the big game, can he? And um, I guess the point that I'm making is, you know, I don't, I don't think that 
He played an outstanding game. I think that when you look at it, but I've also said I don't think Peyton Manning and his MVP down in Miami was anything great. Uh, I've seen Peyton Manning play a lot better games than that, you know. Um, but that's just the way it, it, it unfolds sometimes, and there's nothing, you know, nothing you can really do about it. Um, you know, fo- the, football is a strange thing in the fact that so much emphasis is put on the Super Bowl. And uh, when you do that, you know, it's obviously going to leave you open for, uh, you, know, you know, for a lot of uh, criticism if you lose. And almost everything kind of hinges upon it. That's why I thought that it was such a big deal when uh, when the Dolphins, you know, uh, were honored as they were. But most importantly, uh, when Don Shula was uh, honored in the way that he was, um, I thought that, that was really uh, important. But uh, Marino is really what the huge part of that is because – you know, we know he didn't get a Super Bowl, but imagine if he wasn't named on that 100th team. I mean, you're down in Miami, and uh, you're on his home field, and they have everybody there. So I just think that was a very special honor um, that he was named on that team because that would have really been uh, something to say the least if he wasn't, you know, one of the guys that was put on there, you know. So thought that was kind of good. And, uh, you know, I mean, it is what it is, you know, when the Super Bowl goes around. So many of these things have so much to do with the Dolphins just because of their history. So, all right, we're going to take a quick break, and then uh, we'll come on back. And uh, I know Rich is having some uh, phone trouble or whatever, so we'll try to get him patched in and uh, right back after this. When the autumn mist is drawing near and you hear the whistle sound and the crowd cheer. You'll know it's that special time once again for head-to-head combat and first and ten. So follow those that are in the know and listen to Pat and Rich and the Legends Show. All episodes of the Pat Catello Show available now on iTunes. You're listening to the Miami Dolphins Legend Show with Pat Catello, sponsored by Don Nottingham Associates Insurance. Don Nottingham formed Don Nottingham Associates Insurance in 1975 while playing for the Miami Dolphins. He recognized the need to prepare for life after football. For all your insurance needs, call 352-307-6736 or visit online at donnottinghamins.com. Now, back to the Miami Dolphins Legend Show with your host, Pat Catello.
Okay, welcome back to Miami Dolphins Legend Show. Pat Catello, Rich Van Zant, as we broadcast live, Super Bowl 54. And, of course, the uh, recap to that. Uh, just a reminder, you can uh, send us questions, comments, PatCatelloShowYahoo.com, and check out all our episodes and uh, specials, interviews, whatnot, as we have uh, throughout the off-season right on iTunes. It'll come right to your phone, so just go check us out there. So uh, we said Rich had a little bit of uh, phone trouble. We've patched him in now. Rich, let me give you a little bit of an update uh, just to reiterate on my my uh, first uh, quarter rant, I guess uh, you would go. Um, but So uh, just, just to fill you in, and I want to get your take on a lot of it, but this was basically – this was basically my take on it. Um, the first thing uh, that came to mind when I watched this game in the 49ers is uh, I basically uh, said to myself, Philly special. And what I mean by that is if you remember, I, I was brought to mind when the Eagles played the Patriots and how they got down there and, uh, you know, uh, basically Foles went to the sidelines on that fourth down. What do you want to do here? Philly special. Let's do Philly. And he goes, yeah, all right, let's do it. All right, let's do it. No hesitation. Right out there, aggressive. I got the feeling the 49ers played very, very tight. They just were not looking to take it. They were playing with scared money, if you will, and that doesn't win. And so uh, I just got the feeling, even with their 10-point lead, uh, we talked about, you know, the half and all that. They just weren't aggressive. I know Shanahan's going to take a lot of heat, and he already has for, you know, the same kind of debacle. But that team did not seem aggressive. They seemed very well, tight. And well, I think what, I think how it started was before halftime with that, when he doesn't call the timeout. Right. I That's mean, what we that talked just, about, yeah. That is just so, I mean, that is so juvenile. How do you not call the timeout there? It makes no sense whatsoever. Because I think what it is, Rich, is I think it's uh, basically – I just think it's a matter of not being aggressive and being content with the tie rather than having faith in Garoppolo and their offense to go out there and, and put more points on. I, I think they were playing scared. Yeah, it's totally ridiculous, that, that move. And, you know, he, you know, he blew it two years – three years ago, you know, with the Falcons in the fourth quarter. And you have a ten-point lead in the Super Bowl in the fourth quarter – your strong point is running the ball, and he did everything but that. And the last time against the Falcons, their strong point was passing the ball, and all they had to do was run to kill the clock, and they did the opposite. Yeah. He's really bad at making decisions. He actually makes the wrong ones every time. Yeah, well, you know, I, I guess when you look at the unraveling of the Super Bowl when he was the offensive coordinator – it seemed like a whole bunch of circumstances led to, you know, to them kind of falling apart and the well, Patriots said, he, coming he back. Ran, he ran when he should have passed, and he passed when he should have ran in, the, in that Falcon game. And then yesterday, you, uh, with a 10-point lead before it started falling apart, you should have tried to dominate with your running game. That's what, that's what got you there. And yeah, you I, the complete opposite. Yeah, well, they had, you know, it was very strange. Like, they had a, a couple passes that, and first of all, the rush started getting a little bit more. Um, you're right. They did not lean on, the, on their running game. Uh, and I think, you know, maybe he was afraid of getting too conservative. But in a sense, that's kind of what they did because they wound up just turning the ball over quick and, uh, you know, uh, rather than, you know, pounding it. And even if that didn't work, 
you know, at least, you, you know, maybe they were afraid that that would be looked at, you know, as being conservative, so they went away from that, and in their minds they thought they were being more aggressive by throwing the ball. Um, but, you know, yeah, I, it was just was very – it was very – Poorly executed for sure. It didn't seem like they had a lot of faith in Garoppolo in big spots, too. It, to me, it didn't. Well, I don't either. But, but that's, you know, besides the point. The, he gets the ball batted around too much, though. Well, he had a lot of pressure on him, though. So you yeah, can't really fault him for that. He does get the ball batted a lot, though, you know. I'm not, I'm not talking about just yesterday. Every, every, you know, through the whole playoffs, he's getting the ball batted around a lot. Well, you know? let me ask you this. Make, he does make he does make moronic decisions sometimes. Well, let me ask you this though. I mean, if we, you can look at it a couple different ways, okay? That that pass to Kittle, right? Where at the end of the half that wound up being called back, that was absolutely a perfect pass, perfect, right? Yep. And yet, and then he has one at the end of the game where the guy is is got two steps and he overthrows him by ten yards. So yep. he was he was inconsistent. Erratic at best. Uh, I thought that they both, Mahomes and him, you know, turned the ball over, you know, at inopportune times. Uh, so, you know, I won't there say also, the, you know, the, the refs did not help them yesterday either. I mean, I went back and looked at it again. There was a helmet to helmet hit on him yesterday. He probably should have been in concussion protocol, but I guess there's no way they're pulling him out of that game for that yesterday. But he got slammed after a on a, like he didn't get sacked as the ball left his arms, and he got he got walloped helmet to helmet, and they didn't call anything. Yeah, well they showed they, that. I was they, uh, yeah, they, they that, missed a lot of stuff. Well, that was Remember that I was actually you, right yeah, after. I told you that offsides that they missed too. That was right. Ridiculous. But know? that the helmet to helmet that you're talking about, Rich, was yeah. actually very soon after that one penalty that they called on them. And, and they and they didn't call this one, and it was a very hard hit. It was when they were looking to see if there was a fumble, right? It came out, and then they yeah, were looking to see, yeah. and he got clobbered. He did. He got oh. really in on that. Um, yeah, he got hit in the so, chin almost. It was like hell with the, you know. It was yeah. bad. No, it you was. Know, how it did not call that? You know. Yeah, I mean, I, I don't know. I don't know if they were maybe not calling it because they said that he didn't have the ball anymore. Uh, I don't know why that wasn't called, or if he was just in the middle of a pile and they didn't see it. You know, I guess it's a possibility. But um, you, are you also saying it was just a one-on-one thing? Are, are you also saying that you think that he might be hurt, like he might have got concussed? Yeah, I think maybe he was a little loony after that. You know, right? Could be, could be, because he didn't seem he wasn't crisp after that. I will say that one of those passes, the one he threw to nobody. You know, that yeah. was ridiculous. I mean, he threw a couple to empty spaces, it seemed. You know, I don't know if he was throwing that away or what he was doing. You know, he he didn't look crisp after that whatsoever. Now, I also was saying that, like, it, it, when you look at this game, you know, and, and, and everything that kind of unfolded, I didn't think Patrick Mahomes played a great game. I thought it was a lackluster game, first of all. But then, you know, he wins the MVP. But like I'm saying, you know, I, I that's what's going to go down as the Lord. That's what's going to go down as history. It doesn't yep. matter. You want to hear one of the one of the funniest things yesterday? Sure. The over/under on him rushing was 29 yards. He got it in the third quarter, and when he took a knee, those yards come off, and it went back under. Really? When he took a knee at the end of the game? 
Yeah. Yeah, I remember we were packed like five yards on that one? Yeah. Yeah, now, that went under then. Now, um, I see, this is a funny thing, but I remember hearing about like things like that, and I thought they had changed that so the knee didn't count as negative anymore. Nope. Comes away from the rushing. Wow. <laughs> so you you won in the third quarter. You're putting that in your in your wallet, and then you lose. <laughs> yeah, that's that's pretty rough right there. There's no doubt about it. That's pretty rough. Did um did you think? I I I said earlier I don't think that the if you said you know I think the Kansas City Chiefs should have much better than the Forty Nine I don't I mean if anything I think that on any given day either one of these teams wins that game so I mean I almost thought like the Forty ers you know going to equally be as good as the I, I was I was always saying like I don't think this Forty ers defense is this all time great defense like everybody was talking about and I think they proved themselves yesterday they're really not you know. I think their defense played really average yesterday. Well, yeah, I mean it, it did in a sense, but you know they, uh, but they also I mean, that, Hill, that Tyreek Hill play to me is so ridiculous. How could he be that wide open? Not yeah, that was he get beat, but there was guys behind him. There was like he just ran to a spot. It was there was no one near him. It was like it was like no one was covering him on that play. Well, Rich, you could say, sure, that's a busted play. But if you think about yeah. it, take away that final Damian Williams now in the coffin run, right? Take yeah. that away. I mean, what, what did they score, 20, 24 points? I'm not saying they scored a lot. It's just, it's just the defense really didn't. But they, they kind of held them in check, Rich. They kind of you know, held them in check. Needed, when the game was falling apart in the fourth quarter, they didn't come up with one stop. No, because I think at that time, you know, that, that yeah, I mean, I, I agree on that last drive. But let me also say, Rich, I've been fighting with you all year, and you've been telling me how lousy the Kansas City Chiefs defense is. Yeah, they, and they look good. And they were lousy all year. They were not that great of a defense. They weren't that but lousy all year. They showed up yesterday. They were much better than they were last year, and they yeah. played pretty well, you know, Throughout the playoffs, they were nowhere near as bad. But more importantly now, me and you have been going back and forth for years. I've been taking the blunt. I think now on live radio, this is a good opportunity for you to make a formal apology to Andy Reid. Because you've been saying for years and years. No, but you've been saying for years and years he can't win the big game. He's this, he's that. Andy Reid, you know, obviously, uh, whether or not he – he could win a championship when he's not on Andy Reid. I mean, you know, he got his second chance in another game. Uh, he lost his first Super Bowl by three points. Uh, you know, the guy deserved it if anybody deserved it. So, and I know you're not a big Andy Reid fan, but he's he's a heck of a coach. He is. He just is. And, you know, you got to in some ways be happy that, that the guy, you know, is able to get it because he certainly deserved that part of it. And it just goes to show how much of a stigma – gets on people that maybe is not really deserving of it. You know, that's my point on it. Yeah, whatever. I don't think anybody <laughs> deserves anything. <laughs> uh, <laughs> you know what? You stay in the dance so long, you deserve something? I don't well, know. All time he, he, he was the most winningest coach to not have one. He's been a consistently great coach. This goes back to when I was aggravated that the Dolphins didn't get him, right back in the Philbin era. I thought it was ridiculous. If Johnny Knoxville acts for 25 years, he deserves an Oscar. 
you're comparing the acting career of Johnny Knoxville to the NFL coaching career of Andy Reid. I just want to make sure I got that straight. <laughs> Maybe Andy Reid's responsible for your phone trouble in the first half of this show. They cut me off. <laughs> you know, there's, uh, I guess, a lot of takes you could, you know, go on this. Kyle Shanahan is really being criticized very hard, um, you know, for uh, for calls that he made. But, um, you know, most importantly, you know, they're criticizing Shanahan, A, for, for taking that early field goal. And I said earlier on this, uh, you know, I don't think he could do that. I mean, there's one thing about being aggressive, and I wouldn't have a problem if he is. But, you yeah, know, I guess he's there. Yeah, it didn't want to leave points on the board. No so problem. My, my, I, I gotta be honest with you. The pass that was overthrown by ten yards, it's third and ten at that point. Right. Two downs to get a first down. You can't be taking bombs there. Yeah, I understand that you hit the thing, you win the game. But you know, now you got a fourth and ten, and you know they're gonna just rush Galoffer. Well, they know what's coming. You're putting mm-hmm. yourself really behind the eight ball when that doesn't work. Well, you needed I a touchdown that was a though. Mistake. But you I needed thought, a touchdown, you had, though. You had all time. You had three timeouts left at that point. You had all the time in the world. You didn't have to go bombs away at that point. No, you didn't have to. But he had him open. So, and, and, and if you and if you get the first down, you still got to drive fifty yards down the field and get a touchdown. I, I got that, but it, I so the odds of him hitting that play, if that was second down, right. I would agree with it. Maybe, Maybe that's not there on second that. down. Maybe that's not there on second down, though. Maybe not, but I don't. And I, listen, I could see both. I could see both. Yeah, I could see both sides of it. I certainly understand where you're coming from with that. But my point is that you you maybe have a better shot of him hitting that pass and scoring a touchdown than you are of him having a long withstanding drive that ends in a touchdown. Yeah. Either know. way, either way, one thing is for sure: on the line was a legacy, okay? And I said this earlier, but you can't overlook this because it will never change. No matter what happens, it will never change. And the reason why I say that is because you had Montana, right? Then you had Young to have his his Super Bowl, but you had Montana, and then you had Brady, right? And what they did, as much as you criticize Brady for not doing anything in his first Super Bowl – he sure did, Rich. He came down and he had the game-winning drives. Garoppolo had it in his hands. That is legacy. That's immortality. If he drives down there and somehow gets that game, well, I guess it would be tying score, and then they win that game, he's immortalized. He goes down in the record books, you know, just like we talk about Montana, Brady, and the Super Bowl victors. But he didn't do it now, and I don't think you ever can erase that. Not saying he's not going to ever win the Super Bowl, but you cannot erase that he didn't do it in this one. He may never be back. He never know. May not. I'm sure. I think the odds are more, you know, probably against him than they are for him. But even though they have a good team, but you know, this probably affects him too, right? How could it not? Can't help. You know, it doesn't help him. That's for sure. You know. Yeah, I mean, it's how many people. Uh, it, everybody seems to have their run, but they don't really come back from the law. Like how many people can you think of that had their opportunity in their Super Bowl 
and didn't do it, but then were able to then come back and do it at a certain point. I know guys who've won and then lost, but how many can you think of that have, have done that? Now, I, don't, I can't really think of any. You know, my point is like Cam well, Newton long, had his How long after? I mean, Greasy obviously won two after that. Right, you know, right. After he got killed right. in that one. You know. Right, that's 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 true. Bob Greasy did. Yep, that's a great great point. Bob Greasy and the Dolphins got got crushed in six, came back. You know, I mean, yeah, I mean Dawson Dawson lost. You know, Super Bowl one and then won Super Bowl four. Mhm. And they got embarrassed by Green Bay in the first one, and mm. they came back and you know were the second AFC team to win. You know. Yeah, I think you answered the question, and it, but the yeah. but the thing that's so striking is that lately, 1971 was the last time. Any, yeah, I don't think there's anything anything you know lately though, right? Who else? Who's bounced back? I mean, I guess what LA won and lost, Far won and then lost. Um, yeah, I mean LA. I guess you're right. LA would be an example of that, but it was so many years later. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I guess Elway would be you know three times he he lost yeah. and then came back. Yeah, then he came back. You know, he won You know the one one thing stands out though on those three guys, and the thing that stands out on what you just named is that they're all legends. Oh yeah, I know that. Yeah. Well, yeah I, good. I, You're not going to have the chance ten years from now to. Well, not even good. I don't. I, I don't yeah, mean good. I mean? Great. Yeah. Great. And the reason yeah, why I well, say you know that, saying, you're not going to have a chance ten years later. You're not going to still be in the league. Well, that's you know true. But a lot of these guys still are. Yeah. Like, let me let me give you an example. Like when I said that, right? I thought of Cam Newton. Yeah. Right. I thought of him. Uh, I thought of uh, obviously, you know, Buffalo had their 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 four runs or whatever. Um, yep. But. Uh, you know, I think that there's like uh, that one-year run of, of, of guys that, um, you know, have their opportunity and, and you know, just uh, maybe maybe do get the, the chance, but it seems like if you're not – because, you know, some of these guys stay, stay in the league for another 10-plus years, but, um, you know, but not in the same capacity, you know. And guys have lost Super Bowls. I mean, obviously, Peyton Manning lost Super Bowls. Uh, yeah. You know, did, but the, you know, legendary guys have. Staubach did, but I think Staubach wasn't really. Uh, I think he won Super Bowl six. Was his first, right? Because he wasn't in Super Bowl five, right? No, he wasn't in five. So he won six, and then he wound up losing uh, a couple yeah. times to the Steelers, and then. Um, yeah, it's funny that Craig Morton was in Super Bowl five and lost, and then he and beat then, him in. Then, then he beat him, in, and then that's when Stolback beat him in uh, twelve. Beat him that one yeah. year in twelve. Twelve, I think. Yeah, yeah. No, it, it is. It is. It's it, it's a strange thing. The Super Bowl is a very strange thing. You know, I mean, even you know, and I was also comparing Marino to to Mahomes in the sense that you know they go early and and yeah. You know, you look at this, and how many how many of these teams would Marino have beaten? You know, in the last twenty years. And you know, I heard one of these guys say it was Jimmy Johnson or one of them. I think it was Jimmy Johnson. He said, "Mahomes the greatest quarterback he's ever seen." <laughs> Come on! I mean, really? 
You know, how do you say something like this, right? I mean, it's it's year two and a half. I mean, really? Hey, come on. I've heard a lot of people you, say you that. Now, when you when you say that, are you saying it because of Dan Marino? Or are you saying it for Aikman? Or are you saying it for both? Or or just because it's too early? It's too early, but I mean, you're, you're putting him ahead of Marino now, really? <laughs> Come on, man. See, but the funny part of that is, Richie, if if you asked him, he would probably take Aikman over Marino. Of course he would, because he didn't get along with Marino. Right, and then it didn't, and obviously he got Marino yeah. towards the end of his career, and it didn't really, uh, you know, it, it didn't work out it didn't well. Work because of Jimmy Johnson. That's why. <laughs> we all know that. Yeah. You know. Yeah, I, I listen. I, Don't get me started it, with that guy. All right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's a strange. Uh, I, I, I tell you it, something. I saw enough of Jimmy Johnson this last week. Yes. Uh, if he goes away forever, I, I will not regret one second of it. I am so sick of seeing him on TV. Oh, my goodness. <laughs> he ain't going nowhere. He's got the same dopey boat. He's got the same dopey boat he had 20 years ago. He's talking about how much money he makes. But we'll get a new boat, Jimmy. I mean, stop. Three rings, you know? Absolutely. Oh, God almighty. <laughs> All right, no doubt about it. All right, so news came out. Uh, news came out, and uh, the NFL Hall of Fame unveiled the uh, the new class. And of course, yeah. Zach Doms was snubbed. So we're gonna take a quick break, and then uh, we'll get uh, all the opinions on that right back after this. Hi, this is former Miami Dolphin Jim Crash Jensen, and you're listening to the Pat Catello Legend Show. You're listening to the Miami Dolphins Legend Show with Pat Catello, sponsored by Don Nottingham Associates Insurance. Don Nottingham formed Don Nottingham Associates Insurance in 1975 while playing for the Miami Dolphins. He recognized the need to prepare for life after football. For all your insurance needs, call 352-307-6736 or visit online at donnottinghamins.com. Now, back to the Miami Dolphins Legend Show with your host, Pat Cotello.
Okay, welcome back to the Miami Dolphins Legends Show. Pacatello, Rich Van Zandt, as we come into the uh, third stretch here, something we call around the league. And, uh, you know, uh, this, as we said, you know, with the whole uh, NFL 100th anniversary celebrations and stuff on the field, uh, you know, with the quarterbacks and Brady and all that. Well, it was also um, the announcement of the Hall of Fame class that me and Rich have been going back and forth and, uh, you know, uh, debating with you guys uh, for the last few weeks. And it was finally announced. And uh, uh, they basically picked the uh, new era finalists. And uh, so uh, we'll, we'll let you know who they were. Also, I just got a programming note, Rich. Um, Johnny Knoxville has been nominated for an Oscar for Jackass 9. It just came in right now. <laughs> I thought a raspberry. <laughs> All right. So we got uh, a couple guys, you know, that you knew were getting in. Troy Palomalu, you know, we knew he was going to get in. All right. Then they come and they put uh, what? Isaac Bruce, yeah. Edron James, Steve Hutchinson. Yeah, you know, stop! Stop with Edron James. Did you really think yeah. this guy's a Hall of Famer? Well, we're gonna go through them all, but Hutchinson and then of course Steve Atwater. Okay. Yeah. So uh, yeah, uh, Troy Palomalo, that's a given. We push that aside. Um, let's go to Edron James, since I know you have a very opinion of it. No, I thought that Edron James was a very good back, and I never thought that – A, I just didn't look at Edron James as a Hall of Famer like that, and I no. certainly didn't look at him as, as a Hall of Famer going in that easily. I didn't. No. I don't agree with that. But, I don't think Atwater's a Hall of Famer either. I do Hutchinson. think Atwater is. Hutchinson I don't know enough about. I can't really make an opinion on it. Uh, no. I, I don't. I don't. I don't have. You know. I. You know. A lot of times these these offensive linemen come in and you know. Uh, I, I'm surprised by it, but then you know other people rave about them. So I, I guess I just got to stay out of certain certain debates with that. Um, you know. So the Hutchinson thing. Yeah, I guess I don't really know enough about him to to truly give you know uh, a big opinion either way on it. Uh, and I don't know to you. No, you know, I really never thought two seconds of my life about Fred Hutchinson. I, I can tell you that right now. So right. I have no opinion on that. And, and uh, how about his? Uh, how about his cousin Steve, the one that actually made it? <laughs> he should have been. <laughs> Steve got stuck. I, I agree with you. I've never been a big Fred fan. Never been a big Fred Hutchinson fan. <laughs> okay. And uh, and and uh, you know, when you look at Isaac Bruce, you know. I don't necessarily have a problem with Isaac Bruce going in. It's just that I think that there's better receivers, including I, I would take Clayton or Duper over Isaac Bruce if I had one guy to pick any day of the week. So I guess I look at it as guys that don't get in the same way. You see how many touchdowns he has? Uh, I had seen it, yeah, but what is it? Like, what is it? It's something? like the same amount as, as Clayton. It's like 83 or something. It's right around there. Yeah, which I don't. So why isn't Mark Clayton get any any you know nothing? I mean, if the if the stats are almost the same, I mean Clayton was pretty damn dynamic. I mean, what's the difference? Why is Isaac Bruce's eighty three touchdowns better than Mark Clayton's? No, I don't, I don't think it is. I mean, obviously he had that big touchdown in the Super Bowl. You know, that was the yeah. the game winner. But no, I, I agree. I mean, uh, the guy. I know he's got a lot of yards. What, what is he at, like 15,000 yards, right? So isn't he like the second on that? And I guess that's a big thing for them. 
Um, yeah, I, I guess. So. And listen, he's got the Hall of Fame numbers. See, again, like that's not what we're arguing. And you, 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 you lean towards Clayton over Duper with that, right? Because he has more touchdowns. I always thought thought Duper was the better player, but Clayton had the better numbers, you know. So from a strictly numbers point of view, uh, for the Hall of Fame, that's where you go with that. I understand that. So, um, but but yeah, like again, like I don't necessarily have a problem with Isaac Bruce going to the Hall of Fame. I just think I have a problem with the guys that so often get snubbed. You know that that. And, and you know, I'm say, and David always says to me too. You know, you know, you can't look at it like that. You just got to think each person individually, and you can't say because. But I, but I do though, because if you're gonna put this guy in, why, have, what's wrong with those guys? You have to look. You have to look at it like that. You have to look at it like that. And but I don't think they do. Really bothered me this week. Really bothered me. Hey, Jason Taylor went on this whole rant about why Tony Baselli should be in the Hall of Fame. Did you hear that? I did hear that, and the reason why he did is because Tony Baselli dominated him to no avail uh, every time they played, including on Monday Night Football. Uh, remember that big game in 98 versus Jacksonville? Tony Baselli, you know, he, he basically uh, he dominated him. But, you know, but I guess it's the same way as uh, Kevin Mawai making the pitch for Zach Thomas. Well, what bothers you about that? Richmond Webb? He should have, no, he should have been making the, the same argument for his ex-brother-in-law. That's my point. So he should have went on the Zach thing. I got you. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah. yeah. Oh, oh, for sure on that. Yeah. I thought you were going with an offensive lineman, but huh. yeah. Uh, huh. Yeah. There's I, no I doubt. It was ridiculous. Yeah. They said uh, or, uh, Armando Sergusa did a great job trying to get Zach in. They said I watched it. I watched and it. Then, I thought yeah. it was. I thought it was good. You, what, you, I, you saw it? I did. I they saw it. Had it? Yes, oh, I, I saw it. I thought that was all behind I, closed doors. It, it, I actually got a feed on that. I did see it. Okay. I forgot to tell you that. Um, but, but here's the thing. This is what he said. Okay. He, the, Armando's basic argument, Rich, was like he, he gave a, a whole speech in where he, he basically said that there were three linebackers that dominated the era that he played. Okay. Yeah, it was Ray Lewis and Erlacher and him. And then he talked about the all, you know, all, all, uh, all pro team. Um, and how Ray Lewis, I think, was named seven times, and Earl Acker was four, and Zach Thomas was five. And then he went on and said, like, how much Kevin Mawai, you know, gave the whole speech and what he said in the thing. Armando Seguero basically said that um, uh, Mawai said that he was Larry Bird and, like, and, uh, and Zach Thomas was his, was his Magic Johnson. And then Seguero said, I said, I'm not saying that Zach Thomas is the equivalent of Magic Johnson, but I'm telling you that in his eyes, that was how great he was. And, and uh, Kevin Mawai, obviously, is a Hall of Fame center. And, uh, you know, he kind of stayed with Kevin Mawai. I thought maybe even a little too much, but he, he did that. And, um, you know, obviously, it wasn't enough to get him in, but the consensus from Peter King in that is that Zach Thomas, you know, got left this year with an extraordinary amount of momentum. I will say this, Rich, as disappointed as I am, me and you have been talking about this for a decade, and I can now tell you that I am very confident that Zach Thomas will be in Canton, Ohio. Well, I, I, think, I think so, too. But I, Whereas I in the past, we didn't. Whereas in the past, we next year, though. With, with new guys coming up. Yeah, because there's like four shoe-ins, and 
What, what's who the, are they? The limit? Who are they? So you got Peyton Manning. Um, what, what, you're calling him a shoe in, Rich? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you think? <laughs> Go ahead. Here's, here's, oh, I don't wait. Hold on. I'm looking. Let me look it up again. Okay. But four, four shoe-ins? I don't know. Usually, you know how they had, like, they would put in eight one time? Did they change this now? Well, you know, Rich. Maybe because of the 15 this year they changed it? Yeah, I would ask you that. That's what I was going to say. Maybe because they put so many in on that other thing. And they changed the other thing? Uh, I I can't keep track of these things, you know? Yeah. You know, they they change stuff, and they never... They never like go into details. They just yeah. You know, they just do it's it. Pey- it's Peyton Manning. Who else here? Charles Woodson. Calvin Johnson. And Jared Allen. Yeah, I would say that that's for uh, for Shewins. For Shewins, yeah. And who else? I you know it's everybody. That's the first. That's the four. That's the four that they talk about that are just like, you know, no-brainers. Because those are no-brainers. You're absolutely yeah. right. I mean, yeah. um, so if that's the case. So if they have the five going again, he's only got one slot, you know? You know, not including the two that they would put up for those veterans. Yeah, well, you're right. I mean, if they're going to do that same thing. But you don't, I don't think that they would. Yeah, but I don't uh, think they have. They may have knocked it down the five. They used to have it where, even though that I don't know that. I, I like I said, I don't know what they. I know they changed it for this year, but I don't know if it's a permanent change. You know, I don't. I would say that it's not. Like would be my guess. Yeah. Right. I mean, that would be my guess on it. I I I, I don't know. You know. I can't. I can't tell you yes or no. Really yeah, know. I mean, I couldn't either, but I would just imagine that they cut it down because they had so many of those other guys there, you know? Yep. Um, I just sitting through those speeches? Yeah, no, it's, I guess they have to, uh, they have to cut that down. They have to somehow, I know. <laughs> it's what are you going to be there for 12 hours? Let me ask you a question. What is Reggie Wayne might be coming up too, right? Did he get looked over this year? Was he on it this year, Reggie Wayne? I, I don't know. Was was yeah, Reggie Wayne on it this year? Yeah, I think so. I mean, yeah, in pay- I'm saying I don't think he deserves it because Harris is in there already. And uh, Peyton Manning will get in next year, so yeah. you know, you 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 wonder on that. Does that help or hurt somebody like that? Yeah. It must not mean anything because, uh, you know, why wouldn't Zach get in with Jimmy when it's in Miami? And, you know, like everything lined up yeah. perfectly. It almost was like a story. It was yeah, like a story. Really, really was. I mean, you can't line it up any better than that. And uh, Ray Lewis and Earl Acker were actually saying Zach should be in. Yeah, there's no doubt. I mean, he should. He really should, oh, right? He said it from day one. There's no question. Like, you know, not for nothing. He was always better than Erlacher. There wasn't one moment when they played at the same time that he was a better player than Erlacher. I mean, that's just a joke. You know, I never saw yeah. Zach get lit up by a fullback. And I saw that many times, you know, Erlacher laying on his back. I mean, Erlacher was a, was a you know, a beefed-up safety from college. I mean, you know, come on. 
Mm. Not even close. It's like you get this you get this crown on your head if you're in a middle linebacker on the Chicago Bears. Well, that is true. I think you're being very overly critical of Erlacher, though. I mean, I, it wasn't that. It wasn't. I will. I will. I will. player. Yes, but I. I mean, I. I will give you how great Zach was, but I don't think you could diminish Erlacher to the point that you're doing right now. He's an overrated player. I'm not saying he wasn't good, but he's very overrated. He's, he just he said he was in a. No, no, not even in the ballpark. No, no not even close. But like I said, you get this crown on your head if you play middle linebacker decently for the Bears. It's like you know you get the crown. It's it's ridiculous. Yeah, I know. And he shouldn't have got. He shouldn't have got in that easy. You know, a lot mm-hmm. of times he made the Pro Bowl when he shouldn't have too. There was a lot of years he didn't do good, and, you know, it was Erlacher, 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 you know? So yeah. I don't argue with that. I, I agree with you on that. And I think he is overrated, but I don't think it's to the point where he's an overinflated safety. And, I mean, well, the guy – That's what he played in – what he did in college. You look at the size of him in college. He was a safety. Well, Brian Erlacher is like – isn't he like 6'2"? He was a safety in college, and he was skinny. Now, I'm not telling you he took needles or anything, but he got a lot yeah. bigger when he got to the pros. Yeah, once once again, I think you're kind of taking it and running with it. I mean, I I think that Brian Ur- – I don't think you have to put Erlacher down to the point that you're doing to, to inflate Zach. I'm just telling you. He got I mean, the guy – First ballot, and he wasn't as good. I mean, Erlacher is what? He's like 6'4", 260 pounds. So I don't know what do you well, mean in college. Up, was, why did he play linebacker in college then, Pat? He was a safety in college. Well, he may have played. I, I, I don't know, but uh, I can tell he you that. He wasn't that big. He beefed up when he got to the pros. But, again, he wasn't, he wasn't as great as they make him out to be. But that's not, I'll leave it at that. Yes. Uh, well, you should have left it at that. <laughs> you should have left it at that. But I you keep going. You've got him being nice, actually. <laughs> nice? Yeah. <laughs> oh, my goodness. Hey, you're insane. You know that, right? You know yeah. you're insane. <laughs> That's why I'm here. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I I didn't follow him in college. And I never even heard that he played uh, safety in college. But if you say so, you did, I guess. He played so. safety in college. Arizona. Arizona State, one of those stupid ones. Uh, all right. <laughs> I'll take we're getting some mail on this. <laughs> Just waiting for it to come in. Good. Oh man! All right, so uh, Super Bowl Fifty Four ends the 2019 campaign. It was a very strange year, right? I mean, it obviously was. Uh, it just was. It was. It's a weird year in a sense. Um, but I'll leave on this. We both disagree wholeheartedly. I think Tom Brady stays in New England. You still think he's going to what? San Diego? You're you're convinced? No, Los Angeles Chargers. <laughs> <laughs> That's what you're going with, though, right? I can't say. I can't get that straight either. It's so hard to say, isn't it? Because it ain't happening. Oh, you're talking about that, Ellie? Oh, yeah, just yeah. the fact that they're moving there, you know? Yeah, 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 yeah. But you still think Brady's going there, Rich? Yeah, I think he's gone. I don't think he's staying with New England. No, I don't think he's going to go to the Raiders, but I think he, I think there's a very good chance he goes to the Chargers. Yeah, I don't think so. I think he stays where he's at. 
I'd be shocked if he goes anywhere else. And I think this is just going to be one more situation where you've proven wrong in the offseason, but we'll see. Um, My guess. They're not good enough, though, Rich. They're not good enough. Yeah, but he's egotistical. He probably thinks he can make them good enough. He's not stupid, though. Egotistical, but not stupid. You know, he's he he wants to win, so he knows. What it was, the, think, is the Patriot roster great? The whole system is great. The roster could be improved to great yeah. if you make the right moves. You know, I think that's the difference. You know, no, is it great? No, it's not great, but I think you could make a couple moves. And if you get yourself a top receiver or tight end and, you know, a couple moves here and there, and, you know, I mean, obviously they're – the best, the, the the best run in the league for sure. So, you know, you can certainly uh, you can make a case where they could get great a lot lot easier. Yeah, you're right. Yeah, there's you you know, know. there's some good pieces with San Diego, you know, with, with San Diego with, with, the, with the Chargers, but you know, I but, don't know. who knows? I mean, there's, he there's may some... just want to end it in the West Coast, Pat. I'm not saying. He thinks he's gonna win a championship there. I think he, you know, he uh-huh. wanna just end his career out there. You know, that's yeah. where he's from. I don't know. It just Maybe. seems to me that if he was really gonna stay with with the Patriots, why is he going through all this? They would pay him. Well, I told you what. anyway. No, they yeah. wouldn't. Now they will. Now they will. Now yeah. they will. Yeah, they wouldn't then if if he didn't opt out. He had the contract. I think he's gonna get everything well, he, he wants he didn't now. Have to opt out, his contract ended. It's not like he opted out. His contract ended? No, I think he I think he could have kept it. I think he had an option that he could have picked up, and he didn't. I think he had another option that he could have picked up, and he decided to, to, to avoid it. It was in his hands. So. I mean, if his agent walked into Kraft's office tomorrow, they would make a deal if he really wanted to stay. Yeah, and, and he's going to. Kraft's already but, said it. Yeah, I understand that, but why did you think he's not there today? Why would he be there today? Because the only teams can only pay what they can pay with him. He's going to get the max no matter where he goes. It's not like it's not it's not very you know very complicated what what he can make. Yeah, it is what it is. All so right. if he really wanted to stay with the Patriots, you can just take the max deal and be done with it. He'll be there. I, I don't know. I don't think there's a big negotiation point there. There is. There's a lot of incentives. There's a lot of power play struggles and stuff that he wants that he hasn't gotten. I think he'll get it. But we'll see. We'll see how it all plays out. All right. What, clam chowder and ham? What else do you want? <laughs> clam chowder. The rest. <laughs> clam chowder and ham time, Rich. I think you hit it on the head. That's what, Thanks for, that's what it is. Thanks for joining us, everybody. We'll see you next time. Remind me not Took a look down a westbound road Right away I made my choice Headed out to my big two-wheeler I was tired of my own boy Took a beat on the northern plains And just rolled that power on Twelve hours out of Mackinac City Stopped in a bar 